You've found an encore presentation of the Taxi Stand Hour. Catch John and Ed as they broadcast live weekly, and join the conversation. Go to RadioTFI.com for schedules, information, and more. And now, enjoy the show. You found the Taxi Stand Hour. On Radio TFI. Join the conversation. You can reach the guys at 754-800-CHAT. 754-800-2428. On Twitter, at Taxi Standard. From a payphone, call collect. What in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here? And good morning, everybody. Thanks for joining us here on the Taxi Stand Hour on Radio TFI and on the Radio TFI streaming network. It is Sunday, the first Sunday in October, October 3rd, 2021. And we do indeed thank you for joining us here. I think I already said that, didn't I? Mm -hmm. Well, well, you said Moving it last, time, last week. Yeah, I've, I've said it a few times along yeah, the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From the Northern Command Studio in Egan, Minnesota, I'm John Shannon. And joining us once again from the Radio TFI Executive Tower in Queens, New York, it is the one and only Ed Van Ness. Good morning, sir. Good morning, kids and kittens. Uh, welcome aboard. As always, we trust you've had a fantastic week. And the week went just how you would have liked it to go. Uh, I want to thank everybody that uh, joined us last week for a big tribute to Mike King. Uh, moving on. Moving on. Uh, we are dangerously close to opening up the rest of the uh, Radio TFI Executive Tower here. Uh, the 347 tall structure that just looms over the borough of Queens, New York. It's close. We're really close. John? Yeah, I'm just listening to you. That's all I got. Uh, there. Here is here is what today is lining up for me. I have I don't even have a paper script today. That's how little Ooh. I have today. I you might am, actually have to do. You might actually have to think on the fly here. There is there is that distinct possibility. Fortunately for us, coming up in uh, in just a few minutes, we we have a live guest. Steve Johnson of the uh, uh, Rideshare Rodeo Podcast. Uh, he's going to be joining us shortly, so so I don't have to think nearly as much or as hard. And uh, we're all looking forward to that. He, uh, we're, Steve doesn't know it, but this is a trap. Yes, yes, indeed. <laughs> we are we are going to get him on here, it's and we are we are going to completely slather. Uber see, and Lyft driver. We're is it? We're taking it to taking it to the woodshed. Seems to think that that we're going to be lying in wait here for him to uh, to just bash Uber and Lyft drivers. Well, I, he's not entirely wrong, but I don't think we're going to do it sneakily. We're going to be right. No, no, we, we're like I, I I did I did Steve's podcast and uh, we had a great great conversation about this and uh, and we're we're going to delve into it a little deeper here with the. Uh, with young Mr. Shannon, as 
Look at that. See, I got it, Jen. Anyway, well, you uh, really strained for that. That's that's just something you just look like you just kind of like strained a muscle. I want everybody to understand that I, I put in a lot of hours this week. I'm a wee bit tired, and uh, I have to be oh. at work. I have to be at work doing my thing at 5 a.m. Eastern time. So it's uh, it's going to be a long day for me. But anyway, oh. what uh. I will try to muster a little bit of sympathy as the day goes uh, forward here I feel for key, you and towards. I feel the key word there is little. Yeah, well, pick any word out of that bunch you uh, you so desire. So, just a little bit of silliness here, killing time as you were sucking down that uh, that Mountain Dew. Diet Mountain um, Dew. Get it right. Diet Mountain Dew. Yeah, well. So... My dear Shaletta has a uh, has a friend who she has several friends, but uh, she has a friend that apparently is in the habit of mixing uh, Mountain Dew, regular Mountain Dew, with coffee. <laughs> Can you, well, you're not a big coffee drinker to begin with, so I, that's I'm a, not a coffee drinker. Period. So. That's. I, I thought it was kind of funny. I, I I told her, told her I tried it in the um, alarm in my defibrillator here that I sport <laughs> in my chest. Went off so loud that I I sounded uh, I sounded like a walking smoke detector. So uh, God, I couldn't. You can't even imagine that. Good Lord. I, look, I, I don't have a taste for coffee. I've talked about that before. I tried over the years. It's just not for me love the smell of a pot brewing but i i and uh i can't imagine destroying a perfectly good diet mountain dew with that swill that that 99.999% of the world drinks I, you know I, and i would be surprised to, to be honest with you i'd be very surprised uh, with the smell oh Guess guess who is uh we 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 got him on board here. Uh let's go ahead and, and uh do the emergency bat turn off of the silliness here. Emergency bat Let's run our little uh our uh, little uh stock report here for this week and uh and then we're gonna go right to Steve. We'll go right to Steve. All right. It's the Radio TFI Market Watch for, presented by We Need a Sponsor. Anybody will do. Uber closed the week at $47.05, up a big $0.42. Cents. My, my, my. Lyft closed the week at $55.86, down $0.38. Cents. This has been brought to you by We Need a Sponsor. Next! Well, then here we go. Good morning, Steve. Good morning, guys. How are you? Doing very good, sir. Oh, um, well, let's do this properly here. Steve Johnson, the uh, rideshare driver extraordinaire and host of the Rideshare Rodeo podcast. Uh, I will murder this. So, Steve, just mm -hmm. tell us how we find Rideshare Rodeo podcast here. 
Uh, pretty simple. Um, probably everywhere that everybody else finds their podcasts, their favorite podcatcher, you know, Spotify, Apple, where, wherever you like to, to listen to uh, podcasts, you can find the right. You just search Rideshare Rodeo. You'll find it. Um, you can go to UberLiftDrivers.com as well. And that's a news page that has a podcast link. And you can also go to RideshareRodeo.com and it'll take you to our page. Now, did I understand you uh, properly? You were going to uh, uh, flirt with the idea of doing a live show? Uh, I've done a couple. Um, I don't know. I use Podbean to stream. And okay. there's I've had some issues when I, 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 I do them normally when I want to have multiple people on. And it mm-hmm. worked fine for a while, but then it started just, they did something with the upgrade where you now have to be, you have to be on the app. You can't be on a desktop or a computer. So mm-hmm. to do live, you have to have like earbuds, you yeah. know, or, and you have to be on an app, which I don't understand the, the host me can be, uh, the host me can be on a computer, but everybody else that calls in needs to be on the app. Doesn't I see? Well, uh, you're looking at uh, with uh, StreamYard here. You're looking at something Ed and I. How long have we been using StreamYard? About a year now. Well, first things first. Let me say hello, Steve. Good to see you again, pal. Good to see you. Uh, Ed. <laughs> I think we can talk about all this later off the air. This technical stuff. Uh, uh, oh come on! But this <laughs> is let, let's let's get, look. Look, we brought Steve here for one reason and one reason only, <laughs> right? Now, now, despite all his uh, trepidations, uh, and, and by the way, this is for you, Steve. It's a trap. <laughs> we, we brought an Admiral Akbar for you. It's not a trap. We, we are not going to secretly bash you and all. I, I, I knew that. And we're going to and... do it right. We're going to do it right out in public. We, we won't do it behind your back. No. I appreciate that. <laughs> I'd rather you do it to my face. So. <laughs> but we do we do keep a weekly track of uh, of the stock. Uh, basically, we do that just to wait for the day when they all when they both fall down to zero. <laughs> so. Yeah. <laughs> and again, I mean. as as for as cab drivers, people in the cab industry, you know, our, our view is a little bit different than yours. But anyway. Well, that's why that's why I had you on the show because I wanted I wanted to understand the contrast too because I mean, veteran drivers like myself on the platforms we have our own grievances without being cab drivers. Mm-hmm. We don't we don't have to be a cab driver to 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 have a lot of uh, I don't want to say hate, but um, <laughs> it's Sunday morning something like hate. It's okay, trust me, trust me. Trust me. we'll share sure. enough hate for you. Don't, you don't, have to, don't have to worry about that. Um, but but for just to catch those up. Uh, uh, catch up those who, who didn't get a chance to listen to it. I did appear on uh, Steve was nice enough to have me on his podcast and we talked mainly about New York City medallions and how the whole in general medallion system works. We didn't get too much into uh, into beating up Uber and, and Lyft, uh, although I'm always ready for the fight. So, you know, you bring it on, you know, son. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, don't hold back on my account. <laughs> I mean, if, okay. if you guys want to get into All some right. of the dirty, we, uh, you know, I'm, I got, I, I have my own problems. So with no, that, well, I'm sure. well, one of the reasons I'm really interested in having you um, on the show is I want, I don't think I've really in the entire time that we've been doing this and we've been doing our share of Uber bashing over the years. 
but we really have never had anybody on the show that actually has driven for them. Mm. So it was interesting to have that perspective. Uh, you know, we all have, you know, thir oh, um, good evening there, Ethan. Thank you from that. that or we have a guest that, or a gentleman that joins us and listens uh, all the way from Aus Perth, Australia. Western oh, Australia. So, yeah. We so do have a little tomorrow, bit. Of so, it's Monday there. I think it's or wait, July. no, no, not yet. I think it's July <laughs> there. <laughs> <laughs> oh. No, but it, I, I think it is. Or it's going to be soon if it's not already tomorrow. <laughs> Don't, for him. don't do don't do this to me on a Sunday morning. It's even earlier. Let's just right. No math. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Please. We got football picks coming up that confuse a living daylight out of us to begin with. So, so no, I was. I just wanted to get the perspective because I've dipped. I've dipped my toe in the pool of uh, Uber and Lyft. Uh, much uh, you should have. Uh, you should have heard Ed when I. Uh, when I told him I was thinking about doing this, I thought he was going to uh, reach all the way through the telephone line and grab me by the throat and say, you're a total idiot, which, which, which he, which he's done. On, on, I wanted to get the, I wanted to experience it for myself, to be honest with you. So I spent a little bit of time on the dark side. Uh, my vehicle, as I kind of do what I call a hybrid taxi, it's not very well marked, so it got through all of the inspections I was able to do. I was able to uh, get on Uber or Lyft's platform, and to tell you the honest to God's truth, it was the biggest waste of my time that I have ever, I have ever spent. I I put about twenty thousand unnecessary miles on my vehicle. I average. I average about 50,000 miles a year doing what I was doing. Mm -hmm. In the year in which I was goofing around with Uber and Lyft, I wound up putting 70,000 miles on my car. And I, I've been doing this for 38 years. Mm -hmm. this, is, this is something that with my experience, I don't want to be chased seven miles down the freaking road for a ride that I'm only going to wind up making $5 for, if that. Right. And and then I just, I couldn't, I, then I got to thinking about the drivers that drive Uber and Lyft. How can they do this? How can they really sustain unless they are making massive tips and they're may, maybe doing a little bit more on the side, maybe turning some of these, people into cuss into their own customers how are how are you doing how are you managing to do this so i've always i mean you know clearly you're crossing outside of the uber boundaries to give somebody a card or something and say mm -hmm. hey you know but i got i live in denver i live in um stapleton park hill which was the old airport of denver before they built mm -hmm. the new one way out of town um sure. So I live in a really good spot for taking people to the airport. For me, this is this is like the spot to turn on and people getting from the city to the airport in the morning. So I'd get a lot of airport runs. I We actually have a lot of pilots because of the new airport being so big that live here in Denver. 
and I actually start, I would get some that just enjoyed the ride and how clean I kept my car. I have a, I have a RAV4 um, and I kept it spotless inside. You know, mm-hmm. people always say that the perks went away, like bottled water, all that kind of stuff. They did. But I mean, that doesn't mean they went away. I had them for the right people. I just didn't give them out to everybody. But, you know, like I'd had a couple pilots who were like, hey, could I call you next time? And obviously anybody that ever broached that with me, I was like, absolutely. Just call mm-hmm. me. You know, If you want to call me direct, we'll work something out. Now, now Steve, that's interesting. Uh, now, I have to ask because. For a while after I left the cab industry, I, I I was like I explained to you the last time we spoke. I had my own client base and all that, but now what I did is I made sure I also had the proper um, commercial insurance to be able to carry people. Mm-hmm. And, and again, no matter how long somebody's been a customer, they get hurt. They want to get paid, right? Now, and so- now, do you carry? Uh, the proper insurance for whatever Colorado requires. I do. I haven't since the pandemic. I haven't been back to rideshare since the pandemic. Okay. You know, I do. I do other gigs right now. I'm currently my sponsor is Curry, and I'm currently right. Doing I, I want to ask you about that. Once we yeah, but um, yes, when I did, I did, and that's kind of where I got into that gray area because I also have worked with Legal Rideshare out of Chicago and stuff, and. I've had them on the podcast and they've sponsored some people I know. And I just got to know Bryant there. This is the founder really well. And so mm-hmm. I never really understood, even though I understood, I never really understood what Uber was doing for me beyond my policy. Mm, I mean, yeah. cause here, here's the deal. Uber isn't going to protect you. Well, I guess there's a few cases maybe where they would, but they're not going to protect you if you're not carrying the right insurance. They don't tell you to carry the right insurance. Right. They do not. They do not ever say a word when you when you sign up that you are going to need a different insurance or you should look into this or talk to your agent. Nothing. They specifically. So most, they specifically don't want people to do that. Right, because I, then I, they I could be empl- employees. Right. However, uh, with with that said, it's funny you bring that up because just yesterday I got an Uber email um, to go through the rain certification again that that I already did with them um, a couple of years ago, which is the you know don't rate people (laughs) i mean like the pretty basic stuff but i mean like at the same time that i think that that's a super important thing i think it's very odd that they're allowed to to make me to force me to do those to go on the platform but i'm not an employee and you guys can't show me training videos but you can make me take these classes it's one of the things uber's been been uh quote unquote good about since the beginning they they come up with these things that we're never in your contract initially. Mm-hmm. And then it's, well, you need this to stay on the platform. You need to watch this to stay on the platform. Well, that's not what I signed up for. And essentially what you're saying is that the contract that I initially agreed to is just null and void at your at, at, at your whim. And of course, if you've actually read the terms of agreement, which I'm sure you're at the very least deeply familiar with, you're uh, I actually yeah. <laughs> people don't understand how much Uber leaves you out in the cold and lift the same. When we say Uber, we're talking about all of them, but Uber leaves you out in the cold. One of my favorite things was if you have a dispute or a problem or anything that you need to take it up with the service provider. And John, do you know who the service provider is? That's you, wow. baby. 
That's you, yeah. baby. Yep. So, in other words, if you've been sexually assaulted by an Uber driver, you need to take it up with the Uber driver. That's yeah. I and I mean, it seems like that's what I'm. What I was kind of broaching around there was that if you don't go get that commercial license, you're already in a really a bad area because Uber most likely. I know there's some instances, but most likely, if you get in a if you have an issue, they're not going to get your back. If you did things properly, your insurance company will try and help, but then they're going to be, you know, then they're going to get more turned on to the fact that Uber isn't helping. I know that Uber, that's why I was like confused because once you really buy that commercial insurance, it, I know that, I know the reason you need Uber because you need it because you need the clients, but mm -hmm. it seems like insurance wise, you're fully good. Yes. Once you have the insurance and yep. really Uber claiming that they pay for half and they got the other half of the insurance. That's weird to me because the way I understand it, the commercial insurance has it. it, it they don't it, care about Uber. If you've got the commercial insurance, mm -hmm. and again, it may vary state to state. I, I my experience, uh, uh, my experience was down in the state of Florida. So, uh, but once I had that, I had everything I needed. I had comp collision, you name it, I had it. Uh, more importantly, it covered. The people in my vehicle, it covered any anything I might damage other people's vehicle, and uh, and it covered my vehicle, which was most important. To me. well, I mean, not most important. I, I let me rephrase that, but that was important. Now you look at the Uber insurance, and actually, any basic taxi cab policy. the The taxi cab insurance covers again your passengers. And anything mm -hmm. you might damage does not cover the vehicle, does not cover the driver. Mm -hmm. uh, so, you know, if you damage the cab and it, you got to pay to get the cab repaired. Uh, mm -hmm. But Uber has long had this, was it $2,000 deductible, $1,000 deductible. On top of that, it's what uh, 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 somebody I know used to refer to as peekaboo insurance. It's on, it's off, it's off, it's on. The beauty of commercial insurance is it's on 24 hours a day seven days a week you park the right. vehicle when you're even looking for a fare or a ride or heading towards a ride you're covered right? yeah and that's it, i think that ed you and i discussed that a little bit last time was like i, I was speaking of legal ride share again mm -hmm. it's very odd that you know they actually have the stages numbered and right. stage one is that really sketchy one when you're out there looking for fares or even you're parked and you're waiting mm -hmm. stage one you're not insured at all and uber admittedly says that right in phase one you are not covered at all by uber you have the app on you're waiting for a ping you are not covered and then it even changes a little bit there's then stage two which is when a ping comes in you accept it now you're covered a little more but you're still not covered you're covered a little more and then stage phase three is you pick the the client up and once they get in your car till the time they get out is phase three. And that's where Uber says you are covered. But then it again goes back to what we just talked about, that if your insurance company has you. I don't even really I don't even understand the bait and switch game here. I, I'm not seeing where the insurance companies aren't going enough and they don't just come out and say, we've got you if you just get this insurance. You know? Well, well, I don't know what's changed because I haven't looked into it uh, over the past few years. I haven't needed to. But I know initially 
when when Uber first showed up and all this started going on, that uh, the overwhelming majority of insurance auto insurance policies clearly stated you cannot use the vehicle for commercial purposes, specifically hauling people point A to point B, that your your policy will be null and void. So people didn't want to tell Geico or Allstate or whoever it was, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, I was in an accident. I had an, I was doing an Uber ride. Oh, see ya. You know, mm-hmm. that's it. Your policy is null and void. Uber's going to say, well, you didn't have the proper insurance, so we can't cover you. And there you are, standing there holding the proverbial bag of, uh, well, you know what. You know, I'm surprised that didn't raise flags with like insurance companies everywhere to the point where they're like, they started putting out a warning. Like if you're driving Uber and you don't have the right insurance, I mean, almost to the point where everybody should have been mailed a letter, even if you're not, if you're a client of Allstate, you should have got a letter almost that said, listen, if you're driving Uber and Lyft, call us now. (laughs) Well, I can, I can tell you as an experiment, I went on now, I use Geico for my personal vehicle. Very happy mm-hmm. with them. So I I went online some years back, back when I was still in the business and all that, and used information from cars I used to own, uh, blah, 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 to try to get a, a policy. Mm-hmm. And at that time, they had added, added the question, do you uh, do work for, however it was phrased, Uber, Lyft, and I said, yes, boom, we're not able to cover you at this time. And, you know, they wanted no part of it, mm-hmm. no part. If you're doing that, because that just opens you up. I'll go back to a story I may have told. I'll tell it again. When I owned my fleet of cabs, I would have a lot of drivers that if their cab wasn't available for whatever reason, it was mechanically down mechanically. The other driver had it. They would tra- they would take passengers in their own car kind of doing Uber before Uber. And I would say, you're leaving yourself wide open. Oh, but I've been taking this guy for 15 years. Yes, until he loses a leg. Mm -hmm. Then he's not going to be your pal anymore. No. And your insurance company is going to go, because as soon as the insurance company talks to your your passenger, he's going to say, oh, yeah, I've been riding with Larry for 15 years. I was paying him 40 bucks to take me to the airport. Stop right. Stop the presses right there. Stop the presses. Now everybody loses. And I used to say, you you know, give the ride to somebody else. Don't, don't of course, drivers being drivers, they're going to do what they're going to do. And fortunately, it never turned out that that was going to, that anybody was in that situation. But again, it falls back to the fire extinguisher theory. You don't buy a fire extinguisher because you're going to use it all the time. You buy mm-hmm. it to use it once. Yep. Anyway. I so digress. I, I, yeah, I'll, I'll. I have a question for John actually. Um, so, John, when you did do and broke away from cab, even for a second or whatever, and did do a little Uber Lyft, when was it? Oh goodness, when was that, Ed? That was what now been about three years ago. Uh, actually, probably about two years. But uh, okay, I thought it was before I moved up here. But okay. It. Uh, it. I don't know. God, Ed. Ed and I have been doing this gig for damn near. Five years between the, the two of us been doing a show, so sometimes time gets away from you a little bit. So about maybe a year before the pandemic. Yes, definitely yeah. before the pandemic. Without that's, question, that's not about right. So I'm just trying to get in mind like where the rates had gone by then, because they had. Or, or, I signed up in 2014. 
I've been doing oh, in the beginning. Yeah. I mean, especially for Colorado. I mean, if you were in California, the beginning was 2008, but then they launched in 2010, really kind of went hard in 2011. But 2014 was a pretty much an outreach to most of the states Mm -hmm. where they were populating them huge. And I'm sure that you guys, at least even if you weren't doing it at that point, you really were watching Uber as they were starting to flourish. And you know, as well as I do, that they were trying to overpopulate the drivers by 10 to one on the customers absolutely in in every market so what they were doing was they still weren't public until 2017 or 18 and all those 10 years of in uh investor capital allowed them to lose money on every ride that's right um again people you know also remember that uber has never once turned a profit by the way what while we're talking about that, since we and it's one of the reasons we do the, the the stock market report every week, you realize that Uber has never, from the nanosecond they went public, mm-hmm. they they that stock went down from the initial IPO. It has never come close. I think that we kind of knew that. I oh, yeah. I don't know the news I was following. You know that 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 when they set that opening amount. I know that a lot of uh, the angel investors who had been in for 10 years mm-hmm. were allowed to sell at that very second at right. that amount. Right. So it really, I hate to say this, but it's almost like it was a way to fake the stock market where the stock market's okay with it. Right. Like it's not, no, it's, it's some of that dirtiness that goes on over there that where they're like, okay, listen, you had your money wrapped up in this for 10 years. We're going to start, we're going to open at 73. It's going to mm-hmm. fall to 50 or 40 in the first day. But we're going to let you sell it at 30, 73. Right. And then there were other angel <clears> investors <throat> stuck in for longer who had different types of things. Like you're going to have to be at least a year or two after we're public before you can sell. Those are the ones who probably really are. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. what but you, you do. You talk about when, when Uber first kicked off. And of course, the, the, the rates were low and what they were paying the drivers were high. So high. It, I mean, now, when I got into it, I was bartending too. I could make more any. I, I crushed it bartending for years. I worked across street from uh, right across the street from home plate entrance to Coors Field here in oh, Denver. Okay. Okay. So, I mean, we had 82 home games a year. There you go. And then the rest of the year, we were in a part of town called Lodo that's pretty popular. And so, um, yeah, I mean, I made really good money, but I could go out in the beginning of Uber and make 40, 45 bucks an hour every day, every right. hour, anytime I wanted. What I was going to say is that, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, the based on the the taxi rates in, in Broward County at the time, Uber was paying per mile fifty cents less per mile than the cabs, but of course you didn't have all the upfront expense of a taxi, and it seemed even to me very, very attractive. Well, gee, if I can just take my car out there and make make the same money because I don't have to lease a permit, there's you know certain things I don't have to do anymore, you know. And of course, then, you know, that was just the trap to get every, you know, it's the drug dealer uh, scenario here. Try right. this for free. Try this. And, uh, and and then, you you know, you'll be coming back to me for the rest of your life. And unfortunately, that's where a lot of people are now. And they just don't realize the rates that Uber is paying now, not to mention the games they play. Well, is now that- I think drivers should. I mean, there's a simple rate card now. <laughs> I mean... You know, with me back in the day, I was here in the in the very beginning, like 2014 to 2016, 
I didn't care about looking for the customer receipts or whatnot because at the end of the night, I was making so much money and I was so busy. It was like a bartending shift. I was just Mm -hmm. like, I don't care. I made this is how much I made. I'm going home. I didn't need to look into it. And then about 2016, it started getting a little, they started changing the model and having multiplier. This is before flat surge. They had the multiplier and then, you know, then your rates went down. Your your minute rate went up, but the we all know the minute rate's a joke. I mean, we don't yeah, want that. Right. And well, well, it goes back to, and I'm going to interrupt you here because this the it popped into my head the other day. The uh, this became a classic with Uber. Uh, by you making less, you're going to make more money. Somehow mm-hmm. they they kept trying to justify that concept. We're going to lower your pay, but you'll make more money. Yeah. Well, you know, it was all the bells and whistles and tricks and everything right. to keep you on the app. We all know that, like, if you started driving home, that they would give you a ping far away and make right. it look really appealing, like a long ride. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, I can do one more. I mean, they did. They really did use logistical things to follow. Okay, he's getting near his house. Let's let's give him give give him a good ride to the airport. One of the things I used to say, and I still do say, as as a cab driver. I don't need multipliers, surges, and all that. Bonuses, streets. I don't need that. Yeah, if and it's that's, busy, that's that's when the toys became apparent. Like this is if it's busy and we've got a we've got a, a decent rate to begin with. All I need it to be is busy, right? Where I don't stop all night long. John will attest to this. John, yeah. you have a you come out. Well, John, John's a John's a wuss. He won't work nights, but uh, not like a real man. <laughs> hey, I, I did my time. I'm sorry, but five years of it in Las Vegas, even so, uh... it's like daytime out there at night. What are you kidding me? Uh, but you get going, and the whole idea is to just keep butts in the back seat, and you're dropping off and picking up. You're dropping off. You don't, and you don't have to go through going through the app and all that. There's somebody there who wants to get fine. It's a cash transaction. Let's rock and roll. Mm-hmm. Even now with credit cards and debit cards and all that, it's still so much simpler. And there's no, uh, I mean, I read a lot of stuff online about people who, you know, Uber overcharge them. They, they double charge them. They this, they that. Suddenly the, 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 the rate is double, triple, you know, all that nonsense. So, and, you know, it's unfortunate. It, it is. I had a, um, I had a guy on the podcast this last week or the week before who is up in Northern Florida. And he, um, he was telling me about something that I've heard of a couple times and he's trying to, he's actually starting his own website for delivery for rideshare, And he does a couple other things too. Um, so he's got like a landing page that describes all of the work that he does, which makes sense. If you're a gig worker, this is why you're doing it is the flex. The flex is the big thing. Mm -hmm. If it weren't for the flex, no, but so he's, he's got all this set up and he's, he's bringing people to the rideshare portion and he's got his rates and he went, he, I asked him, well, so how are you set up to get passengers and stuff though and he told me about a thing ride connect that i'd heard about and i looked into it a little more and it's it i mean maybe hopefully for him it works great from what i could tell it just seemed like an app that was gaining some data on people and potentially could hook you up with some people in your area that might need a ride somewhere 
but it's one of those things the app has to has to get feet and people have to discover the app right i mean to me it's like i could do that good of a job <laughs> like on my own without an app like i could hey, just go out and hand out business cards to my well, website that's, well that's well that's what i did uh the brief time that i was with uber is i used it mainly to find new customers but anyway i, I what i'd like to talk about is uh is the uh, uh the, the the delivery thing that you're involved in now i'm sorry what's the name of it again curry c-u-r-r-i.com I, i've seen it i went to their website tell, tell me how you're doing with it i'm absolutely loving it and that's not just because they're my sponsor mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> no i mean i re- i really truly am so they i mean the hot shot runs pay great you don't have people you don't have food um There's you know if you said for that <laughs> right i mean like when an, when a ping comes through for there what it does is is you put your vehicle in so for me, it's a Rav Four, and they know the size and dimensions of the of the of a Rav Four, and they know what loads you can take. So they do weight and dimensions of the Rav Four, and only assign hotshot routes that will work in that car. Right. But they're no. real. They're really well paid. Like I might see one that's okay, but I might see one that's thirty miles Denver to Denver, and is eighty two dollars. And it's going to take me maybe an hour and 15 minutes total. That's not, that's not horrible. But this and is something people want. It, they want it today. They want it right as soon as they can. So that's the that was the original model of Curry was to be hotshot runners to construction sites. Like, you know, that construction site on a Thursday that needs 20 boxes of nails but doesn't right. want to send a guy out from their, from their crew mm-hmm. to go get it. Um, because then they lose the manpower, they lose the time, and they got to right. have him shopping, all this stuff. It just, even though you're spending a little more, it was worth it. And then they got into like, now they'll bring everything. Um, I've actually two weeks in a row, I trained two weeks ago with another guy. And then this Friday, I ran the route on my own. I actually ran what's called a curry route. Um, you're still an independent contractor. You get paid twenty eight fifty an hour. Um and you get a guaranteed eight hours. So I got my route done in six hours on Friday. Okay, that's uh, I've heard of this. This is uh, Amazon does it like that, and and any number of uh, right. yeah. But a lot of the ones that do this, you it's it's almost tricking again. It's like yeah, but you never your route never ends by eight hours. <laughs> but the nice thing with Curry is that if you go over, Curry pays you thirty nine fifty an hour every hour over eight. No kidding. And if you work four or five hours, you're still getting paid for eight if you're a route driver. Mm-hmm. So I got out there, you know, I, you know, I, I went into the uh, loading facility. It's a new facility here. It's huge. Ferguson plumbing. They do, we do, they do all of the plumbing for all of Denver, like any pl- plumbing parts that go to even stores come from here and they've got their own trucks. They've got the curry trucks. They've got all these other trucks and, you know, 40, loading bays i mean it's huge it's a monster facility and so i get there the trucks loaded up i had my 12 drops they give me a manifest um i've got the legal manifest on me um you know i've got the 24 foot box truck um and uh you're using their truck yep pallet uh they they provide everything so lift gate pallet um Yeah, dolly and those side to side moving like new tech dollies. At least for me, I love those things. I mean, <laughs> instead of like instead of jiggling it back and forth, 
You know what I mean? Like those have things you got- can you, you just go sideways and they roll. It's pretty intense. Have you gone out and bought yourself some straps yet? It straps everywhere. Okay. 20 straps dangling and perfectly I mean, I'm telling I'm talking, you this I'm is talking, I'm talking about the ratchet ones. Yeah. They're okay. they're hanging in this inside the Excellent. truck. Like when I get there, Excellent. my pallets are loaded, my boxes are numbered to the manifest and oh, you, don't, you don't load. No. I have to do all the unloading on a route, but on a hot shot run for the people that just pick up a hot shot run here or there, it's hands free. You're not allowed to load into the car and you're not allowed to unload out of the car. You are just the transportation for $82 or whatever. Well, John, we'll be doing the show from Denver now. Uh, (laughs) Actually, to tell you the truth, I, I have signed up for Curry. Um, I have, they'll send you a text if they have a job. I just have not, they're just right now, there's just wrong place at the wrong time. Yeah. I'm either busy with something with my primary, with, with my company, or I'm, I'm sorry, I'm one of these guys that when I put in my uh, 11, 12 hours for the day, I'm done, uh, period. I, well, I'm, I'm imagining too, John, that you have a little bit of apophobia like I, this is what I say to a lot of people who have had kind of like burnt out on the Uber or whatever, but I'm sure even you experienced it. You get apophobia to it. Like, dude, I don't want to do another one of these. You're almost like, this is just going to be Uber. And it's not, it really isn't at all. I mean, I'm, I know they're my sponsors. So people might think that that makes hey, me talk un- them up, man. That's- un- un- <laughs> no, but, no, but they might yeah, think I'm, I'm making an unbiased, but I'm not, I'm really being honest that, they really, I mean, their support team, I've needed them. They and it's it's not in the Philippines, it's in LA, and I get I get a person within a minute. Well, that's, that's I'm live that's, on the phone with a person under 60 seconds, and on chat I can do it within 10 seconds. Wow. I mean, this is this is really blows all in in my mind. You know, I know a lot of different apps that do startups, and we talk to them all the time, like Launder that does laundry, you know. Um, where you can pick up somebody's laundry and return. There's lots of good things out there um, that are trying to start. Steve, but... Steve, I'm going to take a wild guess in the dark here. Launder spells their name without the E. Without the O. La- no, there is no O in laundry. Launder. No, launder. Right, it was laund- it, but it's launder. L-O-N-D-E-R, but it's, yes, without the E, yes. I thought it would be L-A-U-N-D-R. No, it's L O N D R dot com. That's not a launder. <laughs> right. And actually the first time I saw it, I thought it was, you know, I actually thought it was launder money. <laughs> and I even saw I even saw the little washing symbol. Man. So I was like, is this a washing why, why, why can't why can't people just name their they are I, I saw one the other day just to sidetrack. I, I don't I'm not even sure what it was about. But there's a bunch of people walking through Manhattan and they got these backpacks on and they're all obviously with this company. It's called and it's spelled B-U-Y-K. And it took me a couple minutes to realize, oh, bike. B-U-Y-K. I mean, are there people banging their heads up against the wall trying to figure out new ways to spell old words? B-U-Y-K? B-U-Y-K. That's all I can figure is a bike. Bike. Is it maybe not in this country? There's a lot of nope. startups that aren't. So these people were walking in Midtown Manhattan in New York City. Wow. Yeah, and I mean, I let, guess, I guess, I guess, check that's still in this country. I mean, if you can get a domain that has four letters, you can make your business 
be right. work around that four letters. Right. <laughs> Speak, speaking of domains, one of these days I will get back to updating the website, which I haven't done. But by the way, anybody that went to the website, you could still listen to this show, and we hope you are, and we appreciate that. But uh, uh, anyway, I got sidetracked there for a second. Uh, it's nothing new. It's nothing new. It's, it's, well, it's, welcome, it's, welcome to my world. <laughs> so, but real quick. Real quick, in a nutshell, then, while you're sidetracked, what I will say is that, uh, um, so in 2014 to 2016, crushing it, making tons of money. Right. 2016 started going, you know, when uh, Derek uh, Karashaki came on, um, the Expedia guy who's now the CEO. I mean, I know Travis was a nightmare mess, but Derek K is just not a good person. No, that's what we call Derek the K. Right. And then, so, right. And then all, yeah. And then, so obviously, it was a, uh, you know, it just kind of he kept taking away from the drivers, and it was like, and then all the mind games. And again, I got to go back to those because I hated them. I really, I always understood them, and I, you know, some of them I knew I could just knock out, but some of them made me so mad I might even switch over to another app at the time mm-hmm. if I saw one come up because I'm like, that just means you're short drivers and you're trying to get me to do some like, you know what, quests and all this. My my fifteen year old son plays apps on his phone. Mm-hmm. He can play the games. I don't want to play a game. I'm not right. playing. I'm not playing for points or status on the Uber platform. I want money. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, bottom line, dude. I'm doing this for money. I'm not right. doing this to earn points or to be a lead Uber driver. Or I, I don't. I don't need Uber to provide me with a, a, a college education at the University of Phoenix, which I can imagine when when you get through all the hoops, there's maybe one person ever will ever qualify for that. Um, and yes, you're right. And again, John and I go back to the old days of if it's busy, it's busy. And then, you know, your dispatcher, whether whether you're on an old voice, uh, uh, old radio dis- type of dispatch, which I loved. Or, you know, or, or newer, even app dispatch, you'll get messages. Hey, we're busy over in this part of town. We need cars in this part of town. We're not paying you to go over there. We're telling you there's a lot of calls right there. Now, maybe you won't get one, but we're also not playing fast and loose with you. You know, and if you've done it, if you've been driving a cab for more than about a week at that point, you understand where the work is going to be at a particular time. Again, I worked nights. There were certain parts of town that you wanted to be in for the particular rides that would come out. Folks going back to their hotels, you know, folks going out to dinner, coming back from dinner, going to clubs, blah, blah, blah. You know, and there were parts of town, the the more residential ones that were quiet late at night. So you didn't have to, you know, you pretty much knew there was nothing out there. Mm -hmm. Um, But again, they would tell us, hey, we got a ton of work down here at this hotel. This, you know, go. Go see what you can do to clean it up. If you got there, you picked up, great. If you didn't, oh, well, stick around for the next one. Uh, but, again, all this sticky stuff, and uh, we'll give you three times the rate. No, no, no. Just tell me where the work is and let me. Well, I've just always said that that I, I think that uh, Uber and Lyft would attract more drivers if they just said, okay, you're going out, you're using your car, your gas, your time. <clears throat> excuse me, we're going to give you X amount, whether it be 75%, whether it be 80% of what we're collecting from the passenger. 
plain and simple, keep it transparent. That's what it used to be. But well, I don't know if it was ever transparent, but it was better. People are people are a hell of a lot smarter than they want to give them credit for. I wouldn't go that uh, far either, John. Well, <laughs> I really yeah, wouldn't. Now, seriously, because how many people got involved in this uh, ride hail businesses without ever once being able to take into account uh, the true cost of doing it? I mean, they think, well, it'll cost me X amount in gas a day, but after that, hey, man, I own my car. You own your car, but your car still owns you. Uh, you know, maintenance, blah, blah, blah. John and I have talked this, talked about this exhaustively. Oh, yeah. And I believe, uh, Steve, you and I uh, touched on it as well. And you've been in it a long time. You understand uh, your vehicle doesn't run on uh, on uh, cotton candy and rainbows. No. How nice and, it would be if it did. But In fact, I, you know, I use an Excel sheet for my day. Mm-hmm. And for my expenses, and so do other some other um, podcasters that I know, and we've right. actually traded notes with each other's and kind of modified our own to like where we've tweaked these out pretty good. You know, I mean, they actually like really do break down everything you need to look at. Yes, yes. Absolutely. I mean, and that's and and I think that's important because you need to look at an Excel sheet and see the nineteen line items that we've put in there to really understand wait why why isn't there just gas and this well because that's not there's i mean people can say you know i have this other this new car and it's not going to have as many issues for you, you can't do that guys you got to no. you got to use these sheets and just expect the unexpected you don't know I what's going to happen day to day i can tell you i could bring out the old excel sheets from my business when i owned the fleet and i have data on every car hundred mm-hmm. some odd cars, what it cost us. And I would break it down. I, you know, okay, this one had this, this week, all, all the maintenance, everything went in. So I could do exactly that. And you're being kind by saying 19 lines. Right. Yeah. That, yeah. No, that, I was just being kind. We, uh, actually, we had tabs for other sheets too. Right. So I'm just trying not to get too overwhelmed. No, no, here. I understand. But to fully understand the cost to operate a car, the simplest way I can do it is to say you need to put aside a hundred bucks a week, period. You can expect that car to cost you on average to run it as a, as a four hire vehicle, a hundred dollars mm-hmm. a week. That's, that's all in. That's everything. That's except yeah. fuel. It does not count fuel. Right. But, uh, and again, you have a lot of people who just will look at that and go, Ah, baloney. It does not going to cost. Okay. You know, right. I mean, I had my monthly, I mean, again, for the last year and a half, everything's kind of gone radio silent on that end because it's not required to do delivery apps. And right now I'm doing curry and there's other things out there, but, um, with rideshare, you know, I always had my monthly, um, uh, car wash pass too. So I didn't have to pay every day because I literally at the end of a day, I always washed my car. That was how I ended my day. I went to the car wash. It was night. It'd be empty. I'd right. do the car wash and I'd vacuum out my car. I'd go home. It was clean for the next day. But still an expense. But still an expense. And that was a and and a lot of people I watched who do rideshare, I'd see them in there every day. Like all the if I went in the day, it'd be all Lyft drivers and stuff. And I saw that they were paying those premium rates of 15, 20 bucks a wash. Wow. And I was paying like 55 a month for a one daily wash. 
That's so, that's that's a that's a pretty fair. But again, the, the, that's just one line item, though. Yes, and it's absolutely. a line item that almost everybody wouldn't include if we had this conversation with them. Mm-hmm. They no, would be sure. like, oh. and then you'd add it. You'd be like, well, "What about washing it?" And they'd be like, "Oh, well, I can do that for just down the street for some court." Dude, you you can't say it like that. You need to have it in your expenses, and when absolutely. You, I mean, it needs to be exact. You need to know what you're putting into what tires. You're, I mean, like huh. here in Denver, Uber routes us into alleys all the time mm-hmm. because it can't figure out the location of the house and because of the way that the blocks are pushed together. And also way- because p- people drop pins from from the from the 15th floor, which pushes it out. Or the or the back bedroom of a house that's mm-hmm. near the alley. So it that's makes right. it yeah. think that you're in the alley. And so we go through there and Denver's a huge construction town, all, mm-hmm. always has been. There's nails and everything. So you're popping tires all the time. So folks, if you are like not adding the tire line expense too, that's a whole line of its own. Right. Right. I mean, I had I would get I would I would buy tire insurance, which before rideshare, I always used to laugh at them about. I'd be like, I'm not buying the tire insurance, but now I would because I've had enough nails in that that I know. Well, I had tire insurance. It was called Ed and his and his uh, tire repair kit. Right. I mean, as long as it didn't go in the sidewall or whatever, like anything that went into the tire, though, they'd re- they'd pull it, they'd they'd cap it, and if they needed to, they'd replace it for an extra whatever, you know. So, I was, I was but I spent a lot of time at Discount Tire. Again, an expense <laughs> and an expense because of lost hours. That's see, now that goes back to something I used to tell my drivers, speaking of tires. I I had a, a little small facility with a small garage space and I kept tires and I would tell them, you come see me, I'll change the tire out. It saves you the time trouble of going to the tire shop. I had my tire guy. He would mount and balance them for me. I was paying 70 bucks a tire, mounted and balanced for brand new tires. They'd come in. I put them on. If they just needed to be plugged, I would plug them, save the driver time, mm-hmm. save me time and money. But uh john you got anything else before we because we're getting close to the top of the hour here and uh oh well, yeah steve steve let's i'm i'm sorry john i'm gonna cut you up steve uh john mentioned to you about football picks we do uh we do a weekly uh which i like to uh <laughs> we we pick against the spread here and, oh you pick uh, against the spread yeah oh, cool because i'm a Lions fan so Oh well, let's see. So Who my life. Lions? I'm originally. Like, from, I'm originally from Michigan. Half my life, in Michigan. Half here in Colorado. So, Lions are playing the Bears today, I believe. <laughs> yes, they are. And they are uh, the Lions are three point underdogs. Shocker. Would you? Would, <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised it's only three for goodness' sake. And, I'll take uh, the. I'll take the Bears. I'm going to go double. <laughs> Yeah, I, I would too. <laughs> but you know, I've but I know that I just know if you bet that you'll lose. So in other words, you would take the Bears giving up the three points. If I didn't bet it, the Bears will win by twenty-one points. If I bet it, they'll win <laughs> well, by two. Well, we don't bet here. We just kind of we just kind of do it for fun. No, I know, but I'm not. I know that happens with a lot of teams, but with the lie downs, it happens a lot. No, no, no. John, John, I think has the better name for them. John, what do you call the? They're just the Motor City Kitties. Yeah, I mean, you That's know, old, I stole that from somebody a long time ago. So I'm, you know, I love football. I'm a, I'm a way huge hockey guy. Born, 
born and raised, grew up hockey, love hockey. Okay. Um, so I'm a big Red Wings fan, always have been. Copy that. Copy um, that. I know that a lot of people hate the Red Wings, but they are quite What's the organization. People throw on the damn ice in Detroit. Oh, what I know. Oh, oh, I know. There go. Because, because it used to take eight wins to get to the Stan to win the Stanley Cup. Mm-hmm. The first there was one round of playoffs, That's and then the Stanley Cup Finals. Yeah, and, they, and then and there was only like sixteen teams. So they yeah, played each well, other like a hundred times a season. Yeah, yeah something like that. <laughs> anyway, Steve, uh, I guess I guess we're we're, we're going to say thanks because again we're coming up to the to the end of the hour here. We actually do take a break at the top of the hour. I want to thank John. Anything else before we go? No, no, that's fine. That's uh, uh, just real quickly. We're talking about tires. I we have discount tire out here. That's the only place I ever purchased my tires. But uh, you're right, and, and then you also mentioned in the in the uh, cost of a vehicle. Uh, I don't know if your if your Rav Four is paid for, but I still may have to make car payments on on top oh, no. of that. Yeah, so, no, there's still payments. So when Ed mentions a hundred dollars uh, per week, I actually figure it out at about two hundred dollars per week above what I pay on my service fees to the company, and I still believe and personally that I do better than if I was uh, operating with Uber and Lyft. A lot less stress, a lot less having to bounce. I still can't get over how much they want to bounce you from one end of the city to the other for crap. They didn't think nothing of it and think you should be smiling while you're doing it. And I just, I think it's crazy. And I don't know how other, how other uh, uh, rideshare drivers are doing it. And them playing it like it's tips to people you're not going to get. Yeah. I mean, delivery drivers who deliver food now and stuff for all those platforms, they do get a lot of tips. But right. rideshare yeah. drivers, They're that's not, not really part of the game. You just count on what you see in front of you. Exactly. Well, Steve, Steve, on behalf of John, I want to thank you for joining us today. Uh, I hope we look, give, give us all the uh, pertinent info where we can find you and all that again. Uberliftdrivers.com. Or you can go to rideshare Those two right. websites are basically everything. You'll find everything from there. That is great. And John was alluding to it at the top of the show. We'll talk to you about maybe a live thing. Uh, maybe we can do something together. With Absolutely. that, uh, again, Steve, I want to thank you again. This is two great conversations we've had. I look forward to doing it again, whether at your place, our place, or somewhere in between. Yeah, thanks, guys, for having me on. I appreciate All it. All right. You take care of yourself, my friend. Thank you. Let's let him out of the trap now. See you later. Oh, yeah. <laughs> See? Take care, Steve. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. And, and we're back. Let's, Are we? And, uh, we're back. Well, we're getting out of here in a minute, but. <laughs> great. Uh, great interview. Um, it was very informative. I could have had him on, quite frankly, for another hour just to talk shop with him. It's, it's uh <laughs> I tell you, this curry that he talks about is uh, is uh, quite the uh, uh, quite the deal. I I definitely be interested in pursuing that a little more. I don't think they have the same footprint here in uh, Minnesota as they do in Denver. But, Probably uh, not, but they they most likely will at some point. But uh, again, yeah, you're right. They uh, the money they offer for, and I didn't realize it was. Uh, it wasn't hands on, and and we're I guess we're going bye bye now. So we're we going will bye uh, now. see you on the other side. You're listening to the Taxi Stand Hour on Radio TFI.
T-F-I. You found the taxi stand hour. The worst talk radio I've ever heard in my life. On Radio T-F-I. Join the conversation. You can reach the guys at 754-800-CHAT. 754-800-2428. On Twitter, at Taxi Standard. From a pay phone, call collect. The following program is brought to you in living color on NBC. I'd like to talk a little bit about baseball and football. Starting with baseball, baseball is different from any other sport in a lot of different little ways. For instance, in most sports, you score points or you score goals. In baseball, you score runs. In most sports, the ball or the object is put in play by the offensive team. In baseball, the defense puts the ball in play, and only the defensive team is allowed to touch the ball. In fact, in baseball, if an offensive player touches the ball intentionally, he's out. Also, most sports, the team is run by a coach. In baseball, the team is run by a manager. And only in baseball does the manager or the coach have to wear the same uniform the players do. Can you picture Bill Parcells in his New York Giants uniform? Now, baseball and football are different from one another in other kind of interesting ways, I think. First of all, um, Baseball is a 19th century pastoral game. Football is a 20th century technological struggle. (laughs) Baseball is played on a diamond in a park, the baseball park. Football is played on a gridiron in a stadium, sometimes called Soldier Field or War Memorial Stadium. Baseball begins in the spring, the season of new life. Football begins in the fall when everything is dying. In football, you wear a helmet. In baseball, you wear a cap. Football is concerned with downs. What down is it? Baseball is concerned with ups. Who's up? Are you up? I'm not up. He's up. In football, the specialist comes in to kick. In baseball, the specialist comes in to relieve someone. In football, you receive a penalty. In baseball, you make an error. Whoops. Football has hitting, clipping, spearing, blocking, piling on, late hitting, unnecessary roughness, and personal fouls. Baseball has the sacrifice. (laughs) Football is played in any kind of weather. Rain, sleet, snow, hail, mud. Can't read the numbers on the field. Can't read the yard markers. Can't read the players' numbers. The struggle will continue. In baseball, if it rains, we don't come out to play. I can't come out to play. It's raining out. 
Baseball has a seventh inning stretch. Football has the two-minute warning. Baseball has no time limit. We don't know when it's going to end. We might have extra innings. Football is rigidly timed, and it will end even if we have to go to sudden death. In baseball, during the game in the stands, there's kind of a picnic feeling. Emotions may run high or low, but there's not that much unpleasantness. In football, in the stands, during the game, you can be sure that at least 27 times you are perfectly capable of taking the life of a fellow human being. Preferably a stranger. And finally, the objectives of the two games are totally different. In football, the object is for the quarterback, otherwise known as the field general, to be on target with his aerial assault, riddling the defense by hitting his receivers with deadly accuracy, in spite of the blitz, even if he has to use the shotgun. With short bullet passes and long bombs, he marches his troops into enemy territory, balancing this aerial assault with a sustained ground attack which punches holes in the forward wall of the enemy's defensive line. In baseball, the object is to go home. And to be safe. I hope I'll be safe at home. Safe at home. Go ahead, John. John is still muted. Go ahead, now John. There we go. Well, no kind of, post. In a in a uh, kind of an abrupt ending there. My yeah, it goodness. was. Oh Lord, 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 Lord. Oh, anyways, welcome back. Uh, you are listening to the Taxi Stand Hour on Radio TFI and on the Radio TFI streaming network. Once again, from the Northern Command Studio in Egan, Minnesota. I'm John Shannon. And that guy over there from Queens, New York, in the Radio TFI Executive Tower, where there's still sawdust abound. Not much. It is the one and only Ed Van Ness. And uh, I see that that uh, Steve left us a, a little note. Screw off. Never want to never want to be on your no, never went. No, he didn't say it. he said Don't thanks, I guys. <laughs> don't, ever, don't ever darken my doorstep again. Uh, yeah, good, good morning, kids and kittens. We're back. It's hour two. I'd like to thank uh, our new pal, Steve Johnson, for joining us here uh, for the first hour. We'll uh, get caught up on, on our usual first hour uh, zaniness. Zaniness, is that the right word? But we've we've got some folks that we would, we'd like you to hear from, which will all be coming up after the wonderful, wonderful John and Ed versus the spread football picks. What a wonderful week last week it was. Boy, oh, boy, did that go well. And I just can't wait to talk about it. How about you, John? Oh, I know you're 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 waiting. I, I get it. I, I totally understand. Do you it's, know? Do you really understand? Yeah. I, I know you want to rub it in. That's okay. This is a long season. And I think we've... I've been further behind you than uh, than I am currently. So I, uh, I understand that. But anyway, let's... And uh, have won. And have won, by well, the way. Thank you very still, much. That's still in question. Uh, the courts haven't made a final decision on that yet. So, uh, you know, don't get yourself all worked up here. Uh, 
where else are we? Again, our thanks to Steve Johnson. Uh, what else do I want to say, John? What, what I, 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 I don't know. I don't know. And to answer your question, somebody uh, uh, texted in via Facebook asking if uh, if they missed Steve. Unfortunately, yeah, yeah, he did. He was with us for the full first hour. One yes. big hour, and you missed him. Sorry but to you. Hear. But you feel free to stick around because we're gonna we're we're, we're gonna do our best to uh, entertain you. Well, feel free to call in, John. What is that phone number, by the way? Oh, geez, but I can't see it. You got it covered up. Seven five four eight zero zero chat seven five four eight zero zero two four two eight. That is the number if you would like to call in. You can talk about. Uh, the conversation we had with Steve, if you were listening uh, to that particular conversation, or you can uh, call in and talk about just about anything you want. We'll be here for you. And, so. and we, we, we appreciate everybody that tuned in to hear Steve. Hopefully you're still with us here. Uh, by the way, the, that interview will replay on RadioTFI.com. You can get the app. Go to our website. All the information is there. Uh, it will replay every day this week uh, at 10 a.m. Monday through Friday. Uh, also, also if you have the app, you'll be able to see the full the full show, the video version of the show, and the audio version of the show on demand anytime you like. Uh, just go to your uh, your app store and search for Radio TFI. That's Radio Space TFI. You'll see the big yellow logo and all that. Download it. And not only can you listen to the uh, the frivolity of what's going on today, but also past shows. Uh, and we apologize for the website. Uh, problem there, Marissa. We haven't been there to kind of do any maintenance on it in a while. But again, if you download the app, it'll all be there for you. And uh, Steve was fantastic. If you're a fan of his, you'll you'll be quite happy with uh, with what it what we did there. All right. With that, uh, again, as much as we and uh, as it turned out, Steve was right. It's a trap. It was a trap. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel I didn't get to play that often enough. John, what do you say? Are we uh, are we ready to rock and roll here? Let's do this. For those new listeners, this is a, a, a weekly feature we do during the football season. John and Ed versus the spread, where uh, John cheats, and I do my best to try to keep up with it. It's time for John and Ed versus the spread. Your weekly foray into the exciting world of big skin prognostication. Each week, John Third, along Shannon and I, will each choose professional football games and select winners using the point spread. At the end of the season, the winner will claim possession of the Radio TFI Guild Price Ceremonial Sippy Cup, shipping and handling not included. Extra points can be earned by going for it with a two or three point conversion, if we have their nerve. In addition, we're playing against the Radio TFI supercomputer, Gerald, who is making random picks. Ladies and gentlemen, kids and kittens, it's John and Ed versus the spread. Well, well, well. Another fine, fine week. Let's, uh, we're going to recap last week's exciting, exciting uh, 
<laughs> so at the end of the week, lo and behold, look at that scoreboard. Gerald, the inanimate computer, has two points. John, the inanimate co-host, has uh, has two points. And your boy, old Uncle Ed, I'm sitting here with four big points. Your boy here went three and zero last week. That's right. I didn't miss one, not one. Meanwhile, John <coughs> should have gone with your Vikings, now, shouldn't you, John? Well, it's going to be one of them kind of years. I'm afraid it's kind of like the same thing that Steve was talking about with his uh, Motor City Kitties. Eh? And and how 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 about the the Niners? They just uh, they got squeaked out too. A couple of points there would have made all the difference. Mm-hmm. And uh, and what have I told you about going against the Dolphins? Yeah, well. That's, well, you would have. John took the Raiders over the Dolphins, giving up three and a half points. Had, the final score was 31-28. Had he taken the Dolphins, getting three and a half points, you would have won that game by a half point. Sure. Meanwhile, meanwhile, Gerald just, uh, oh. Gerald went for it on every game last week. Uh, went for two with Baltimore, Detroit, two with Arizona, Jacksonville. Went for three, taking Pittsburgh over Cincinnati, giving up 20 and a half points. And Cincinnati won outright 24-10. So that wasn't going to work, not in the slightest. So that's where we stand for this week. Let's uh, let's start looking at this. Uh, that's last week. Let's see, see what That was then, this is now. That was then, this is now. Let's start with John Shannon. And uh, what's your first pick there, John? Sorry, I had to swallow a little water before we uh, got uh, got started with this. Maybe maybe eat a little crow while you're at it? No, I got the crow, so... Go ahead with your first pick. Oh. All right, well, it looks like uh, we'll start with the afternoon game here. Uh, San Francisco is hosting Seattle. San Francisco is only two-and-a-half-point favorites. Uh, I don't think uh, that Seattle is all that uh, and a bag of chips the way the Vikings handled them. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and go with uh, the Niners. Niners! Giving up two-and-a-half points. Well, my first pick is going to be the, those Tennessee Titans coming right here to the New York City metropolitan area to take on the J-E-T-S Jets, Jets, Jets. Uh, the Titans are six-point favorites. I wouldn't care if they were 26-point favorites. A, Titans have, have covered every game thus far this year. B, the Jets are the Jets. I'm taking the Titans, giving up six points. John? The uh, Minnesota Vikings are hosting the Cleveland Browns. The uh, the Browns are two-point favorites in this game, and uh, I don't know. I was really going back and forth. And, um, the Vikings didn't look too bad last week uh, against uh, against Seattle. Well, we're gonna. I guess we're gonna find out how how either how bad Seattle is or was, or how good the Vikings are. They're uh, Vikings two-point dogs. I'm going to take the Vikings and getting two points. I personally think you're out of your mind. I really, truly do on that on that pick. That being said, my next pick will be Carolina visits Dallas, America's team. I don't know which America, but lo and behold, 
Carolina's getting four points. They're also undefeated as far as the points go. They have covered every game. So I'm taking Carolina over them there. How about them Cowboys? John? And last but not least, Ed's Miami Dolphins hosting the Indianapolis Colts. The question is, which uh, Miami Dolphins team will show up? Hopefully the 1972 team. I don't mean as they appear today, because <laughs> they're all old. I, 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 I'm assuming that Tua, Tria, whatever the hell his name is, is, is still out. He is still out. They, they think he might be back for the London game in two weeks, which, of course, I will be watching and not doing the show. Uh, mm -hmm. Maybe I get Steve to be to come in as a coach. Maybe, maybe you do. So, so you're taking. Go ahead. Finish I'm gonna take. I'm gonna. I'm gonna take the Dolphins. They better not let me down, or I'm gonna a a have them filleted, and uh, b I probably won't pick them again. But anyway. Miami has a dolphin, the greatest football team. Anyways, Dolphins two and a half favorite. I'm two and a half point favorite. I'm going to go with that. By the way, this week down in South Florida, they have had uh, it's been a memorial of sorts, a whole celebration of Coach Don Shula and his 347 victories. Coincidentally, it was then their Baltimore Colts that gave up on Coach Shula, which allowed us Dolphins to pick him up and uh, ride to victory. My final pick. My final pick. Kansas City, those those chefs, great googly moogly, visit the city of brotherly love, and then Philadelphia Eagles. Philadelphia is getting six and a half points at home, and Kansas City has failed to cover yet this season. That's a stat I just can't ignore. I'm taking Philadelphia, getting six and a half points. Are we ready to hear what Gerald has to say for this week? By the way, I think that's not a bad pick. By the way. I, I don't think this. so either. They, the, the chefs haven't looked that great. They're playing, no. but... Uh, no. Okay, for, for Gerald, we just talked about this game in the first hour with Steve, a Detroit native. I'm taking them there, uh, 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 Motor City Kitties. What did Steve call them? The, uh, I can't remember uh, what he called Something like the lie downs, I think it the was. The lie downs, the Detroit lie downs. Yeah, I like that. But I'm taking them and getting three points over the Bears. I'm not taking them. Gerald is taking them. Excuse me. Uh, once again, Gerald's picks are all random. The the only, uh, including who he picks and whether he's going for it or not, the only thing that's, that's done is to make sure he doesn't pick anything that we pick. Uh, Arizona visits the LA Rams in that beautiful stadium that's going to host the Super Bowl this year. I'm t I'm taking the uh, the cards, getting four points with JJ White. Uh, Gerald. Gerald, Gerald, Gerald is taking. That's why I was wondering why would I take take the uh, Cardinals? I wouldn't, but Gerald sure would. Finally, Gerald, this is. I, I will give this entire thing up if this comes to pass. The New York Football Giants visit the New Orleans Saints today. Gerald is taking the Giants. Not only taking the Giants, but he's going for three, which means he's giving up 20 and a half 
points. The New York Giants, who, who basically can't find the laces to their shoes, would have to beat the Saints by three touchdowns. There are teams that can do it. I don't think the Giants are one of them. So, so let's recap. Uh, John's taking uh, John's taking my Dolphins. Giving up two and a half points over them there, Colts. Uh, he's got his hometown Minnesota Vikings in a stupendously bad pick over the visiting Brownies. Uh, taking San Francisco, giving up two and a half points out in the city by the bay over Seattle. I think that's a good pick. I think I took the same thing. Meanwhile, I'm I'm taking the visiting Tennessee, giving up six points over the JETS 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 Jets. Getting four points with Carolina visiting uh, the Cowboys. And finally, for me, uh, Kansas City visits Philadelphia. Philly's getting six and a half points at home. I got to like it. And that's what I'm taking. I'm taking Philly. Meanwhile, Gerald takes Detroit plus three, Arizona plus four, and goes for the goes for broke. <laughs> I'm telling you, I don't know what I'll do if that hits. I just don't know what I will start, do. Start picking women's lacrosse games. <laughs> I, think this I think we will just give this whole thing up. So, uh... So that's it, kids and kittens. That's going to conclude uh, John and Ed versus the spread for this week. And just remember, if, if you're going to bet real money based on our picks, John, what are we always saying? Uh, put down the correct pipe. <laughs> and there'll be music added to this if you're listening live in the, uh, when we're done. Uh, all right. Well, that was I, – I, I'm telling you, I, I, I looked at that uh, – at that pick for Gerald with the Giants, and that is uh, that is really a random pick. I was, oh my god, that's uh, that's just horrendous. Oh, I'm exhausted. That that, well, that, well, that well, what are you gonna do if he hits it though? He just, <laughs> I, just I don't, I never honestly, know. <clears throat> I would be shocked. I would be shocked. Uh, first off, I'm, I don't even remember what the exact line is on it. Uh, New Orleans favorite. I know that. Uh, oh, by the way, we're using the ESPN lines here the past couple of weeks because for some reason we tried to go back to Danny Sheridan, but he keeps showing every game as a pick. So looks like we'll be back to getting ESPN. lazy in his old age. We can get yeah Yeah, we'll talk about it off air. Uh, he is getting lazy in his old age. So, uh, so yeah, so there we go. We got that now. Uh, do, do we want to do a little catching up on, uh, on what we missed the first hour? Yeah, yeah, let's... I mean, uh... I mean, and again, it was a fabulous conversation with Steve Johnson. By all means, if you're listening live and you missed it, it'll all be on the app later on, okay? Once we're done here, once we, we put everything through the ringer and through the processor, it will all be on the app. Go to your app store, look for Radio TFI, and uh, download it, and everything is there, including including us. Well, I guess we would be there. Uh, what do you say we start uh, with Keith Oberman got on there talking about uh, vaccines this week, got his booster shot. By the way, you'll, see, you'll notice at the end he shows his uh, vaccination card. I didn't realize he's only about a week and a half older than me. Oh, really? Really. He was born January 27th. And on February 7th, so it's like 11 days. 
Uh, anyway, let, let's hear what Keith has to say about all this. Time to stop coddling the people who won't get the shot. Booster shot. Mission accomplished. And it is. It is time to stop coddling them, the ones who won't get the damn shot already. And our first step, you and I, is symbols, the language we use. We call these people vaccine hesitant, vaccine skeptics, anti-vax. We say they're protesting mandates and passports. They're making a personal choice. They're waiting for more information. They're making a medical decision. Bullshit! They're afraid. They're afraid to get vaccinated. Stop feeding their egos about what they're doing. Stop legitimizing it. Vaccine hesitant? They're afraid. Vaccine skeptics? They're afraid. Anti-vax? They're afraid. They're protesting mandates and passports. They're afraid. They're making a personal choice. They're afraid. They're waiting for more information. Afraid. They're making a medical decision to be afraid. The snowflakes are afraid. Afraid of the vaccine. Afraid of being proved wrong. Afraid of doing what anybody else in the world tells them to do. Afraid of needles. So, no more pleasant euphemisms about what's going on here, apart from the people who have legitimate medical complications about vaccines. We have to stop coddling the morons who will not get the shot. We start by calling them what they are. They are all snowflakes and cowards and idiots and losers. And most importantly, they are afraid. Jeez, no, uh, no, no sugar coating that at all, is there? Can't hear you, Ed. No, sir. No, sir. No, no sugar coating. No coddling on that one. It's, uh, but tell us how you really feel, Keith. Don't, mm. don't hold back. I uh, so. So uh, Keith looks like he he laminated or has a nice little plastic case for his his uh, vaccine card. By the way, uh, just on a, just on a side note, I actually had to produce my vaccination card for the first time. Really? Yeah, uh, I think I remember. Yeah, I had to. Uh, um, I don't know if I've told you this or not. I've, I've put it out on on Facebook a little bit. Granny Annie and I went to uh, go see the Eagles. You mentioned it, but I yes, friend a friend of mine. Believe I, I don't understand the logic in this. I don't necessarily again. It's not my business. But he friend of mine won the tickets, then turned around and basically offered them to me. That's right. We spoke. You said you weren't sure if you're going to get the tickets or not. Well, the, my friend, he's kind of technologically challenged. And right. it's just one of those kind of things is that it isn't like the old days when a bunch of cab drivers would would get together, you know, at the shop at the end of the day. Everybody starts from home pretty much. So uh, I maybe I'm lucky if I see him maybe once every two weeks. Right. Uh, probably why is our friendship as good as it is. But uh no, he, he won the tickets, but he had no interest in going to, to the concert. And so he uh, asked me if I wanted them. He, uh, I 
talked them through how to uh, forwarding me the email to uh, to uh, give me the tickets and um, well that. But yeah, anyways, long story short, uh, we had to Granny Annie and I had to produce our vaccination cards cool. at the arena, which I thought was absolutely wonderful. Cool. Yeah, like so, I said, you, you told me uh, the whole part about your buddy being technologically impaired, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And good, I'm glad it worked out for you. How was the show? Show was wonderful, by the way. Was Joe absolutely. Walsh there? Jo uh, Joe Walsh was there. Cool. Um, what the heck? Now names did, did, are. Did Joe Walsh know he was there? Uh, <laughs> yeah, he he, he was uh, coherent enough. Was he cognizant of, of Cog enough? Yes, and he did. Uh, he did one of my favorite songs in in the set. He did uh, "Life's Been Good." Oh, okay. Love that song. So, um, but now he. Uh, he was there. Uh, I didn't realize that Vince Gill would, had joined the Eagles. And had, actually, I, I, I should say I've known it, but I had forgotten. I can so, honestly say I had no idea. Yeah, Vince Gill is the... And now I can't... Jesus, I hate this when it comes to names, but... Was Don Henley there, Glenn Fry? Uh, well, Glenn Fry is dead. So that's a no, he wasn't there. Yeah, but his son... Was to had taken his place. And what's his name? French? No, what the heck is his name? Um, I'll, I'll say it again. What's his name? Is his name French? I don't know. Making his full name. Come on. Oh, good lord! Say Give it. it. Gotta, say it, John. No, no it I am hard. not give. I am not giving you. <laughs> I am not giving you the satisfaction. Of Come that. on, you Sorry. can do it. Ain't happening. I'll say it. Go ahead. That would make his son French fry. <laughs> go go right ahead. Give me just talk for just a second here. I'll oh, tell I got, you. I got nothing to say here. Of, of, of course. So when I have nothing to say, that's why we keep, by the way, not one but two, but a triple shot of our pal. Chip Franklin. Embarrassing to repeat something this stupid. It's time for another edition of America's Least Wanted. Whiteness! Today's contestants are Tucker Carlson. Can't force me to take a medicine I don't want. If you can do that, why can't you sterilize me? He's still supporting the rights of the unvaccinated, who make up 99% of the COVID deaths. You will likely be fine. And whose unvaccinated bodies offer the greatest opportunities for new variants. And Lauren Boper. Bravo. Well done. She's the Colorado QAnon shitster who assisted in the January 6th insurrection and is still spreading Democrat pedophile lies. This week, tweeting that Biden likes little kids. Okay, Tucker has millions of viewers, but she's actually in Congress. In a back alley dumpster. That's what the data show. While Beauport has the ability to shape legislation. Want to hear an amazing story? Tucker wins by virtue of his access to people like this. We don't want to take the vaccine. She's a joke. A crackhead, Parmesan smoking, gun criminals. What did you say? But he's a rat. Sounds like a new show on Fox. Goddamn right. High five. Okay. Little boys and little girls on top of each other. That's a <laughs> You were saying, John. Okay, so the the current roster with uh, of the Eagles. Don Henley. Yes. Joe Walsh. Uh -huh. Like I said, he, he was there. He, he did, boy, I tell you, that... that there was a couple of times you just kind of look and 
you think, oh my God, what a creepy old man. Put <laughs> Joe, 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 wake up, Joe. Yeah, yeah. He did he did have he did have one line in that that uh, I thought was very prevalent for a man of his age. He says it's much better, it's much better being 20 in the 70s than it is being 70 in the 20s. <laughs> uh, Timothy, B, uh, Timothy B. Schmidt. Uh, Glenn Fry's son is Deacon. Deacon Fry. Fry. Okay. And then, of course, uh, Vince Gill. And, and you know, I tell you something. All you, when you you hear the Eagles in concert, you don't get the, you don't hear them just kind of going through the mill of of their of all their songs. You know, it's it's lovely going to a concert when you recognize 95 to 98% of the songs that they're doing. Right, right. And like Granny Annie pointed out, and they didn't suck doing them, because a lot of times you get a band together and they'll just kind of go through the, the motions. Go through yeah. the motions, yes. Because they played it a, a, a million times. Yes. and But you, but this is what the people are coming out to see. You could close your eyes, literally, in the show. You could close your eyes and, and think back on when you were – in my age, I was, or when you know, when I was in my teens, and and listening to uh, the Eagles, mm -hmm. just think back. I mean, and, and and there are singers that weren't on the original group. Uh, Vince Gill knocked a couple of them out of the park. He, he just he didn't feel any drop off whatsoever. Uh, Granny Annie surprised me a little bit. She said that Deacon Fry was a was a a good-looking young man, as she put it. <laughs> well, there's a woman that would know. Yeah, well, there you, there you go. Well, clearly yeah. she has one blind spot in her life, but, you know, other than that. Yeah, it is what it is. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? You uh, knew that was coming. Well, of course. Uh, now, good, good, very good show. Very, uh, uh, I am not a concert goer. I'm mm -hmm. from, the, from the sounds of, I don't think you really... Uh, care to go too many concerts i you know what i haven't been to a concert in quite a while i like them i i'm not but i'm the guy i want to sit through the concert i don't mind standing at certain points and you know but i don't want to stand for the whole i paid for a seat gosh darn it yeah and i want to use it again you get up you're putting you know some one song or another yeah great we're all into it Let's sit the hell down, okay? Oh, and I didn't tell you this part. We had on paper, we had excellent seats on the floor, on the floor, 15 rows away from the stage. Yeah. The only problem with that is, is like you mentioned, people standing. That's right. You know, and at the you know, at some point in time when they're all standing, you can't you're lucky if you can see the huge, I mean huge screen behind right. them. Right. You're lucky if you can see that, let alone see the band on the stage. That's that's why first row mezzanine is always best. Yeah, I, I, can, I can understand that. Always the best seats. And again, I'm not saying people shouldn't be excited and, and, and stand and enjoy the show by all means. But there really should be a standing section and they uh, look, we're as old as this band and we'd like to <laughs> we can only stand so long. Like Joe Wall said, 
70s and the 20s. It's uh, you know, you can only do so much. I guarantee mm. you, Joe Walsh had a stool up there that he sat down on every now. No, and again. well, really, but he he didn't. But then again, he also played keyboard through part of the through part of the gig. So uh, okay, all three hour show by the way. No, wow. no, no warm up band. Uh, they did no play opening for three act. Hours. No, uh, yeah, no Excellent. opening act at all. No, it was. Uh, uh, it, it was a, a fantastic show, and I, I'd, uh, uh, I would definitely would I'd definitely go again if they wind up uh, passing this way uh, again sometime. Now, now, would you actually pay for tickets though? If I could afford them, yes. If you could afford them, okay. Yeah, I mean, for God, for the seats I had, I, uh, my my friend, he 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 won them off a radio station. So you've said. Yeah, and uh, so uh, I God, I can't imagine those seats had to have gone for a couple hundred bucks a piece easily. I've sat in those kind of seats one time. Uh, uh -huh. We got we were about third or fourth row. It was Elton John when Elton John and Billy Joel were touring together, oh, the piano men, and it was at Joe Robbie Stadium. It was in the middle of baseball season. The Marlins were out of town for a couple of weeks. And we sat pretty much at second base. The, the stage was set up in the outfield. <coughs> Excuse me. And they were fantastic seats. I mean, we were just, just a skosh off to the side. I don't know how we got them. I honestly don't know how we got them. Uh, in that situation, it was a great experience because it was a beautiful night. We're outside, uh, you know, and not one but two great performers. And I don't remember the uh, the standing sitting thing being being an issue, uh, but then again, I don't remember it not being an issue. So for me, but then again, I was much younger at the time. So uh, it's funny. I responded to. Now you got me thinking. Somebody put out a tweet yesterday. Uh, uh, your first concert using a GIF, 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 moving picture. And, uh, of course, mine was Grand Funk Railroad, 1973, Madison Square Garden. Me and my, my two pals, Kevin and Jimmy, we uh, 14 years old we were. We sat in the top, top row of Madison Square Garden, 1973, mind you. Uh, everybody timed their drugs accordingly. Not us. We didn't do nothing. We didn't, uh, of course, smoking everything inside the arena. Smoking cigarettes was still a lot. We didn't realize it. Uh, we I got my first contact high that night. Because <laughs> all the pot smoke and it all came up to the ceiling. And that's where we were. That was the first time I ever got high. Didn't mean to. But lo and behold, there we were. You know, it was funny that you, you mentioned that. I didn't, didn't even get one whiff of somebody. Uh, of, of, somebody would blazed up at some point in time well you're also thinking remember at this crowd at this point you're more likely to smell bengay than you are well this is true you know but nonetheless they had a dog they did have a uh a drug sniffing dog walking through the yeah. through the aisles so yeah the only thing i would have found is viagra that's uh <laughs> what do or you say you want to take your pick 
Yeah, How about uh, opening another bag of chips here? Another bag of chips. Here we go. Why do I got to get the stupid COVID vaccine anyway? There's a new pill to help people with COVID, and that's great. The first pill used to treat COVID-19. You know what's better? Everyone over the age of 16 is now eligible for a vaccine nationwide. Yeah, if we all got vaccinated, this thing would be over. Now Kavanaugh has it. Brett Kavanaugh has tested positive for COVID-19. Imagine that, Brett. Something unwanted being forced into your body. What did you say? Yes, we drink beer. I have to ask why the right wing chooses everything but science. And a lot of good things have come out about the hydroxy. You should not use ivermectin. Hydroxy? Ivermectin? What the hell? A horse dewormer? Hello. What's next? Stick a can of Lysol up your ass? And is there a way we can do something like that? Injection. I was just kidding. Supposing we hit the body. Now Republicans want to fire Fauci. He's instantly disqualified himself as a scientist. And replace him with this guy. Freedom! Look, science is real. Vaccines work. The mRNA vaccines actually use the genetic code of the virus. You ought to run him for president. Goddamn right. High five. Whiteness. Okay. Little boys and little girls on top of each other. That's a penis. <laughs> I actually saw that PSA that the cast of Family Guy was uh, doing. It was actually not bad. I haven't seen it. I, I'm, uh, as soon as we're done here, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to uh, pull it up. Pretty cool. Pretty cool stuff. Oh goodness, goodness! What else do we? Uh, what else do we have on the uh, the old shelf there? Uh, well, now you got me thinking. Uh-oh. Uh oh, which is which is never which, a good. Which thing. is a first. Which is a first, and uh, <laughs> uh, so what yes. we're going to do now? Now that you got me thinking about it. Uh-oh. You, you know what's going to happen now is uh, go ahead, John. Talk about something. Well, geez, I what else is there to you know when you when you do a uh, when you have a guest on for as long as as we did today, it, it kind of uh, plants or takes everything else, kind of takes the wind out of the sails of everything else, and and. This, and, and for good reason. Don't get me. Don't get me wrong. I think again that this uh, conversation that we had with Steve Johnson was uh, was fantastic. Um, it was everything I'd I was looking for as far as information and what have you. Uh, I think it. Yeah, it was a great job. Listen, talking about the vaccination, or do you have do you have something queued up now here, or what? We we now have something queued up. And we're going to play that now. The Family Guy PSA. Can't hear it. Well, we'll work on that. Anyway, you were saying about about Steve. Well, that that was a... um... That was a real good uh, interview, and I, 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 we get away from uh, the what kind of brought us to the table here when we first when we first started doing this. You know, it was all you know talking about Uber and the you know Uber bad and, and everything like that, and um, we we got we kind of got away with it, and I put or got away from it. I put out uh, in a tweet. Here that you know, I don't claim to know a lot about uh, politics. I don't claim to know a lot about uh, world affairs. I don't 
don't know a lot about sociology. Don't know a lot about any of that kind of stuff that you don't know scat- much about history. Yeah, that's that's don't that's know much it. biology. But uh, don't know, I'm sorry. You know, transporting people for a living. Well, think of the vaccine as a large ethnic bouncer and COVID as the drunk entitled white. Okay, go ahead. I've I've oh. got you finish. I was just going to say that, you know, hauling people around for a living, that's 38 freaking years, man. I hate like hell to keep playing my resume over and over again uh, in front of folks, but it is one thing I know about. And and, uh, to talk to somebody that's doing something similar now, he's out, he's, he says he's out of the rideshare game now, probably what, since, uh, since since COVID, since, since the pandemic, I, Hadn't realized that, uh, but still, I I want to anybody, any uh, uh, rideshare, any guys, people that are in the rideshare game, uh, I hey, talk, give me a call. If you're driving for Uber or Lyft, get a hold of me via uh, Twitter or Facebook or whatever. Uh, we'd like to have you on. We'd like to pick your brain and understand what what you think the benefits if there are any benefits to uh to uh, uh driving for those operations all right you've finally got the technical glitches uh worked out here Every, everything is uh is worked out so let's let's play this god i hate getting shots why do i gotta get this stupid covered vaccine anyway Peter, it's COVID. You should know how to say it. It's been well over a year. Yeah, well, I, I only ever read it. So, if it isn't the mommy to be. No, I'm just kidding. I'm going to be competent today. Now, before I administer the vaccine, do you have any questions? Yeah, uh, how does your vaccine work? Well, think of the vaccine as a large ethnic bouncer and COVID as the drunk entitled white kid yelling, Do you know who my father is? God, do I have to do everything? Vaccines have been around for hundreds of years. They helped eliminate smallpox from the face of the earth, and they're well on the way to doing the same with polio. Those were once devastating diseases, you understand, and now, thanks to vaccines, you don't even have to worry about them. What do you say, Brian? Should we show them how it works? Well, I have a date with that chick that works at the bowling alley. What the hell? Where are we? We're inside the fat man's body. Fine, I'll text her. I'll be late. There's no reception. Oh, yes, there's too much plaque in his arteries. You'll never get a signal. Anyway, vaccines protect us from illnesses by activating our immune response without the danger of actual infection, thereby training the body to fight off the real thing. Some of the COVID vaccines work by exposing your immune system to proteins which resemble the spike protein of the virus but cannot infect you. The vaccine stimulates your immune system to make antibodies against the virus, mimicking what happens when you get COVID, except that you don't get sick with the vaccine. The mRNA vaccines actually use the genetic code of the virus to create a pretend version of the spike protein. Hi, I look like the virus, but I'm not the virus. When the real virus tries to attack your body, these pre-made circulating immune proteins are already available, coded to recognize the virus and at the ready to fight back. They essentially find, bind to, and kill the invading virus, drastically reducing the chances that you'll get sick. The vaccine also results in the creation of memory cells that will fight the virus in years to come. Memory cells, right, right. I'm glad you said that. I was going to touch on it. Don't, don't do that. So the more quickly we all get vaccinated, the more quickly we can all get back to doing the things we love safely. Right, like that chick at the bowling alley. Yeah, I, I was thinking of, like, concerts. 
As of now, billions of COVID vaccines have been administered safely to people around the world. Uh, Brian, I think you're stepping on Peter's liver. Help me. Oh, God. Yes, let's just swim over here. All right, well, what Peter might ask is, what if the vaccine makes him sick? The common side effects from the COVID vaccines are generally mild and last a few days. But do you know what can have serious long-term side effects? COVID. Well, you know, he also says he just figures everyone else is going to get it. So why does he have to? Well, what he should understand is that getting the shot not only protects him, but also the people around him. But even more importantly, if the virus is allowed to spread through an unvaccinated population, it could mutate into a variant that the vaccines might not protect against. And then we're right back where we started. Gal Gadot singing Imagine. We cannot let that happen. Well, you know, I just realized this is like one of those schoolhouse rocks. Except, you know, without the rock. Yeah, it's like school. Way to end strong, Brian. You know what, Doc? I changed my mind. Something inside of me tells me I ought to get the shot. I think you're going to be very happy you did. Okay, just give me fair warning because I'm very afraid of needles. And also some guy on the radio said... You're that... done. See how it is? It was easy. Is that a freaking Bart Simpson band-aid? <laughs> there you go, kids and kittens. There you go. Very good. Thank you. See now, when we we got we got a um, uh, just a little side note here, we uh, as you know we like to play a little bit of entertainment, usually a little song or a little something or another here, kind of in our halftime routine. And uh, old Facebook got a, got a little testy about us doing that, so. We might be looking at other ways as far as uh, other um, other means to, uh, I know, take a deep side. Show but. of hands. Who gives a flying rat's patootie what Facebook thinks? Well, well we do get, we Bueller? Do get, Bueller? We do get quite a few of our, uh, our listeners uh, and viewers from uh, Facebook. For those, for those of you watching and listening on Facebook, Hi, I'm Ed Van Es from the Taxi Stand Hour. I'd like to invite you to watch us on, on Twitter or YouTube or any place else for that matter. Because my opinion of Facebook, you're probably not going to like. Facebook is being mean to us where YouTube and Twitter are not. YouTube says, we're not going to let you make money off your videos if you keep doing this. But as long as you're not trying to make money... Do what you got to do. And we're cool with that because we're not trying to make money off this. Although we still do need a sponsor for the stock market report, but that's first hour business. Twitter? Twitter took away Periscope, but we don't care because we, we're broadcasting onto uh, Twitter live. And they're cool. They don't give us any warnings. No. Facebook, I gavolt. My goodness, every time you say something, they're sending us in. Not me. I don't get the emails because I don't care about Facebook. Young John, you know, and we all know John's reading problems. And, you know, he can't be overburdened with having to read emails. It's 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 such a stretch for him, so stressful. And, and, and it hurts him in so many different ways. So please, dear Facebook watcher, please join us on any one of the other platforms here on the Radio TFI streaming network. Please don't make us have to spend money to get more platforms because we'll do it if we have to. But we'd really rather not. We'd also we'll also get the proper licensing if we have to. But we'd really rather not. 
We will. Exactly. We're willing to do it. But 754-800-CHAT, 754-800-2428. Why don't I see something here about Miley and Getz here? I wasn't, uh, I wasn't done. You're done. I'm done. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> Well, it's just Matt Gates just being just being Matt Gates and and uh, tells you everything you know about District One in the state of Florida and who they elect. Uh, this is this is quick and uh, from a man. Uh, We're not questioning your personal conduct. We're questioning in your official capacity going and undermining the chain of command, which is obviously what you did. You, you've created this whole chain. Did not undermine the chain narrative. of command. In, in yeah, the you did. You absolutely did. And it, did not. Well, you know what? You said yesterday that you weren't going to resign when senators asked you this question. And I believe that you guys probably won't resign. You seem to be very happy failing up over there. But if we didn't have a president that was so addled, you all would be fired because that is what you deserve. You have let down the people who wear the uniform in my district and all around this country, and you're far more interested in what your perception is and how people think about you in insider Washington books than you care about winning. Gentleman's which this time has incapable of doing. Don't you just want to punch Matt Gates A, in the throat, and then B, in his hair? So give us a little, for, for those who weren't uh, uh, caught up with that, t t tell us what that's all about. That's a uh, House subcommittee hearing or a House hearing on essentially uh, what, what Gates is going on about is, is the opinion that Miley went behind Trump's back to usurp his authority when uh, – when Miley called his counterpart in China to basically say nothing's happening, you know, that there's not going to be a war. Yeah. Apparently from my understanding, Miley was fully in his authority to make that phone call. And of course all the Trumpets are, you know, Oh, oh no, he, uh, blah, blah, blah. You know what, Matt, shut up. You, he's going to jail soon, hopefully. And, like anything that comes out of Matt Gates's mouth is just just total malarkey, as a certain somebody from Delaware would say. I would. Well, I, I, I've I've heard that my, Matt Gates has contacted this uh, this little uh, uh, mini AOC there on Twitter. That uh, I hear that uh, he's kind of he's he's her number one uh, fan here. So I don't know what's all up about that, but what, who are you, you know talking what I'm about? talking about? The, this uh, this young lady on Twitter who know who identifies herself as Mini AOC. I have no idea who that is. Oh come on! I've told you about her. It doesn't mean I know. She's 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 done video. She's done videos as to why AOC won't uh, uh, won't uh, help her grandma in Puerto Rico and what have you. And uh, and, I and to, to top it off, she's a young she's a young girl. She's uh, I don't know. I I wouldn't even be able to put a number on her, but I I guess that she's 18, probably only ten. No, 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 no. Maybe thirteen or fourteen. And uh, life's full yeah. of little tragedies, my dear. And uh, look, uh, AOC graduated Boston University, magna cum laude, and 
I've heard some of them do are very loud. Um, oh, Jesus. She's a very intelligent woman and a hottie to boot. So let me let me while while we're talking about about this. Yes. Okay, so you know right now they're having the they're having issues getting the the infrastructure bill passed through the the um uh, the liberal wing of the Democratic Party, uh, AOC, uh, Ilan Omar, Bernie Sanders, they are they are say that um, that the smaller package doesn't go far enough. They don't want to support it until uh, they put more weight on the like the three point five trillion dollar uh, plan. And now we're getting to the point where. We might not get anything. Right. You might get zilch for infrastructure, and that would just pretty much blow the Biden administration completely out of the water. Mm-hmm. Um, now, listen, I know you. I know that you're a big fan of AOC. She is your congresswoman. She is. She's, and again, for she those of you not aware, literally. I, I, I literally live in her district. I am one of her uh, constituents. Uh huh. But don't you think if you could, as your, as you being actually one that will go to the polls and vote for her, mm-hmm. supposedly, supposedly, uh, assume you know, I hey, I don't, I can't picture any reason why you wouldn't. At this You're running out of time. time. Come on, spit it out. What do you, uh, what what do you tell her? What, what do you tell her about this? Do you think that she needs to get on board uh, with this for the team? First off, I would need to hear more about it. It might take two or three days of intense closed-door meetings <laughs> at the Ritz-Carlton. Um, <laughs> You're impossible. No, I'm just unlikely. <laughs> well, that... <laughs> <laughs> That I personally, I, I listen. Personally, I think that I, I agree. I would love to see all these things in this package, but right now, the Democrats don't have the, those type of votes. No, it's we, we, we don't we, have that type of majority. The Democrats are out to kill themselves. We got to get mean. We got to get vicious. We got to start playing for keeps. Okay, we got to start playing the Republican game of we don't care about your feelings. Yeah, we're coming after you. That being said, once again, we'd like to thank Steve Johnson for joining us live on the program today in hour one. And, uh, you know, go, go visit him. He, all, all his various places. Uh, John and I will be back next week. Hey, look at me. I'm closing out the show. Rock and roll. No, it's all you, bud. <laughs> For that guy, Ed Van Ness, I'm John Ken. I got the money. I'm begging you, baby, won't you please stop? You talk too much. See ya! Your vows to drop me away. Yes.